by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. David and Brooklyn. I just wanted to let Keyshawn know that you definitely threw shade at Jay by calling him Ja Rule. Everybody knows that Ja Rule is not that guy. When you call yourself Jay-Z and you call somebody else Ja Rule, that's shade. Thank you, David. My friends text me pictures of Ja Rule. Now y'all got people texting me. Giving it up. Just giving it up. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the Riddle. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. So what do you think? What team could be possibly waiting in the ring? Diana Rossini, Jeff Duncan saying, you know, the longer this takes, he may go back to Fox. Those are clear to me. Two indicators from Sean's peeps. You know, I don't get everything I want, man. I'm good. Good. So we've been discussing that in hour number one. We've also discussed in hour number one, Pelicans taking on the Nuggets tonight. A quick heads up. Just a quick heads up because this is what I like to do. I know the graph says no one plays a meteorologist better on radio than I do. But in this case, it actually is for your benefit. Uh, it's going to storm tonight. So if you go to the game, I keep that in mind. You know, get your rain gear ready. Um, storming, the rain's probably going to hit the lines, a big line that's coming. And I'm looking at it from the hourly on the apps. And it's going to kind of start at 7. You'll have rain on and off like you have right now. But the the heavy rain likely is going to be here. Around 7 it starts, it jumps to 53%, and then there's an exclamation mark next to the 8, 9, 10, and 11 o'clock hour. As the rain goes from 75 to 84 to 94 to 96%. But that's when the winds start picking up, 2023 mile hour gust. So, again, very likely as the game ends, and hopefully you're there until 9, because that means it's still a ball game, and it's not over early. Against the Nuggets, but when you're exiting and you're leaving, just keep that in mind. It's likely going to be very windy and it's going to be storming. So keep that in mind if you head out to the game tonight. If you wear something that's uh, waterproof or not, I don't know if your umbrella is really going to help you <laughs> on that, but just keep that in mind. Going to the arena and then making your way out, just be safe. Okay, so that is coming up at seven o'clock tonight. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three is the way to chime into the conversation. If you would like to discuss what we talked about when it comes to Sean in the news there, Bill O'Brien has become the offensive coordinator over in New England. He leaves Alabama. Tonight, though, as we we're talking about the Pels and the Nuggets, I promised that we would have Brandon Ingram sound. He spoke yesterday after practice. And he spoke about his injury, where he's at, how he's feeling, how close is he, all of that. So I want to give you a chance to listen to that. And the first thing is, how is he feeling? That's what he had to say. Um, I feel good. It's been a good um, good few days, last few days of me being on the floor, back on the floor with my teammates and kind of trying to figure out some things that I can do on the floor and continue to progress. Is he getting close? I felt good today. Um, I felt good last week. 
Um, we continue to ramp up, um, testing out different movements and trying to see the reactions that I get. So I, I felt pretty confident and strong and everything. Is discomfort being an issue? In the beginning of the process, it was less and less soreness. Um, still fighting through some things, but it's just tolerable right now, and I'm able to um, do some things effectively. Now, you heard her say it's tolerable right now, and I guess this is the key as to when we may or may not see him. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm close. At this point, it's what's, what's ever tolerable, you know, um, not not pushing over, but doing pushing where I know that I can be myself and pushing where I know that the pain is tolerable for me to be on the on the floor whenever I can. You know, I've, I've been through injuries. I played on Achilles pain, um, really bad Achilles pain. And this is what I this is what I want to do. So um, if it's tolerable, I'll be on the floor. And as you can imagine, he's saying, look, it, the, the time away, and I understand it, it for, for some reason, for some fans, it's, it's been linked to like, he's Michael Thomas. I Look, I, I do think he wants to play. I also do think... And going back to the Christian Clark article, he's a player that wants to be himself in every facet, in every way, before it goes out there. That does differ from other players that would go out there limping and just be out on the court and things of that nature, right? Even on this team, we saw Jose Alvarado. You know he wasn't healthy that next game. And he said, if he's there, I'm there, when he met uh, Chris Paul. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because he, he suffered since then. He hasn't looked himself since taking that shot in the ribs, right? You can look at it and say, hey, I need B.I. out there now. I I could make that case. I absolutely agree with you. 70% B.I. is better than most NBA players. Just his his presence on on the court would cause the defense to react. He can still pass. He can still shoot when he's open, catch and shoot. Maybe he can't push and drive on there. So I get it. I'm with you. I'd be, I, 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 I advocate for him. Like, get out there. At the same time, if you legitimately think you're a team that can contend, would it not be smart to say, hey, wait until you absolutely are good. Like 100% that you feel comfortable that you can push, you can do the fade away, the fall away, the step back left, and whatever. And then you're good to go. And this team can make a run. Because there still is time. Again, I, I spoke about it last week. What is it that you're concerned about? Are you concerned that this team's not going to be a playoff team, a play-in team, a conference-winning team, or a finals team? Like, what is what is that level of concern? And I think at all four stages, it's better than it was last year. So, from that standpoint, I I, I don't think he's being disingenuous when he says it's been tough to be away. Uh, no, you know, um, actually, I, I've dealt with injury, and I and I'm pretty much know my body really, really well. So it's a little bit of confusion, um, a little bit, a lot of patience in this process of trying to get back to where I'm 100% and can really, really push off and be who I am. But uh, I didn't think it would take this long, but um, I had to listen to my body before I got back on the floor with my teammates and before I got back to playing basketball. Had more to say on it. I mean, even when they are winning, um, you know, I, I love the game of basketball, um, and I just I like playing with my teammates uh, more than anything. So, just seeing them out there and um, knowing that I can be effective in some way um, hurts a little bit, of course. Um, so I, I just try to I try to make sure that I'm staying positive um, through this whole process and making sure that I'm the same person every time that I step 
um, on that bench, on the floor, and um, giving advice and, and being there for everybody. Now, when you asked Willie Green yesterday about what goes into the decision for players to either play or not, he kind of detailed that a little bit yesterday. We just try to rely on the medical team and our performance team. Uh, we feel like we we got one of the best uh, in that category, and we just try to, you know, continue to have talks, set some goals, and um, listen to our guys and, and what they're going through and what they're feeling. And we don't want to put any guy on the floor if it's if it's going to jeopardize his ability to have, you know, to play the rest of the season. And so we just try to have a big picture mindset in, in that in that way. That's what he said. What he thinks was holding Bi back. So what what was holding him back is just his pain. He he was still feeling pain in in his toe, and um, as the pain started to go away, he was able to do more. And so now he's starting to hit some of those benchmarks, which allows him to get back on the floor. Um, he had a good day today. We'll see how he bounced back. As far as playing in his homestand, I don't know. Um, we're hopeful. We'll see how it goes. Once again, he had a good day today. Played five on five. And um, th- that's something that he needed to do uh, to get back on the floor and hopefully play in some games. We'll see how he responds after today's practice. B.I. was asked about that. If I feel, feel up for it, um, that's the plan. Um, try to get back at it and try to ramp up a little bit. Um, try to get back integrated with my teammates. But just all in all, how I'm feeling day-to-day basis. So it makes sense, like we talked about yesterday with it, that you see how he is today. Go through shoot around the day, see how that goes, and if you're good today and you wake up tomorrow morning, he's not going to play in the back-to-back, you would imagine, just haven't played in two months. So my guess is you'll see him tomorrow. At the very worst, probably Saturday against Washington, if everything goes well. And then you're on the back-to-back against Milwaukee on Sunday. So there's a tough stretch coming up, but again, the light at the end of the tunnel here. You're at least seeing him getting closer and closer and closer, which maybe helps me from this standpoint. Remember, Zion's supposed to be getting imaging this week. This was Coach Green. Yeah, he'll he'll have a set of imaging, and we'll know more once we see how his hamstring is doing. Okay, so let's say that imaging comes back good this week. Ramp up, get him into practice, what have you. I've told you before, I have no inside info on this. This is just goosey guesstimating here. But I know, to me, it's probably one of the key stretches here of the season. Saturday, February 4th, through the last game before the All-Star break, Wednesday, February 15th. Gus, why? I'll tell you why. You have a four-game homestand. That starts with a back-to-back. Saturday, Sunday. You got nothing going on. Ain't no work. Ain't no school. Those will be sellouts. Why? Well, one's the Lakers. Saturday, February 4th. And they're playing much better right now. And just made a trade. Wouldn't be surprised if you see AD miraculously recover. He's been shooting threes at practice. Because that's what he is. Hunt Travis. The three-point shooter. (laughs) Anyway. That's Saturday, February 4th. I would love Brandon Ingram and Zion in that game. Sunday, February 5th, it's the Sacramento Kings. 
That is the team that is above you in the standings. I would love Brandon Ingram and Zion in that game. Right? The Kings right now have jumped to two and a half games ahead of you in the third spot. Pell's currently in the fourth spot. Game and a half ahead of Dallas. Two games above the Clippers. And when you look at it, the Lakers are only four behind the Pelicans. That's a very key stretch. The homestand finishes with Atlanta and Cleveland. Those last two games on a Tuesday and a Friday, TNT and ESPN. Then you go on the road on Monday at OKC, which is making a ton of strides right now. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is playing incredible. They're now 10 back of first place Denver, the same as the Warriors, the same as the Nuggets. Same record as the Warriors, OKC. One game difference from Minnesota. That's the ninth and 10th spot. OKC is pushing for a play-in spot right now. So that's not an easy game. None of these are now. And then you wrap up, because it's on the road, and then you wrap up on Wednesday, February 15th at L.A., the Lakers. So you're going to see Denver twice in the next five games. Denver tonight, Minnesota, Washington, Milwaukee at Denver. At Dallas. Host the Lakers, host the Kings, host the Hawks, host the Cavs at OKC at the Lakers. That's your stretch before the All-Star break. So seeing him getting to some action yesterday it makes me think I'm going to get him at least before Milwaukee, Denver, Dallas, Lakers, Kings, Atlanta, Cleveland, OKC, Lakers. I, I, I think you see Zion. I really do think you see him before the All-Star break. I think you see him for that Lakers game. I'd be fine with him coming back for that Lakers game. And then try to finish that thing strong going into the All-Star break. Tough stretch for this team. Three sets of back-to-backs, by the way. Denver, Minnesota. Then this weekend, you have Washington, Milwaukee. And then you have that Lakers-Kings back-to-back. So three sets of back-to-backs before the All-Star break. Quick break, we come back. John Hendricks will talk about the Saints, the Senior Bowl, and Aaron Rodgers on ESPN New Orleans. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trial Lawyers. It's Friday Garage time, and Joe Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Mardi Gras day. Mardi Gras day. No way. 
It's Gus, Cat, and Gail with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bienview on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. And you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Mr. John Hendricks joins us to talk a little foosball. Sir, how are you today, man? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, trying to stay warm for now and then prepare for <laughs> all this uh, craziness for later, right? Ah, yes. The old weather. Mike Tannenbaum had this to say this morning on ESPN about should the Jets trade for Aaron Rodgers? You certainly could do it. It's somewhat complicated with this contract, so you want to do it before the options exercise. But basically, you would call up Green Bay. Canley, I would have done it two weeks ago and say, hey, I want to talk to the agent, and I want to sit down with Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, look, I'm not looking for a two-year sort of relationship here. This is for the next 50 years. You come to New York, this could be transformative. Look at Michael Strahan. Look at Nate Burleson. You want to meet with... Heads of state at the UN, you want to meet with heads of media, <laughs> banking, whatever you want to do, Aaron Rodgers, we are going to make this the transformative move of your life. So you can go to Tennessee and play football, but we're talking about something much bigger. All right, there, uh, the going rate. Apparently, John Hendricks is Green Bay wants two first round picks. Should the Saints get involved in the Aaron Rodgers talks? Uh, I, I think that's something that they should look at and explore. Look, I, I think coming off the season you did and things that are uh, have transpired in kind of a, I guess you would say, run it back mentality, if you will. And, um, look, all options kind of have to be on the table here. And, you know, look, I, I think they should be aggressive in trying to find a quarterback that can better fit in the system and that can run things. Um, you know, look, uh, Jameis Winston's really the only one that's under contract that would get consideration, but I, I don't feel that is going to end well uh, for both parties. And, and I can see the things moving on there. And, Look, I think Dalton is a guy that you can bring back easily, but, you know, do you want to roll into a new season with Andy Dalton as your starter? I, right. I just don't feel that that's the way. And so, look, whether it's a Rodgers, whether it's a Derek Carr, whether it's a Lamar Jackson, if he somehow escapes Baltimore and doesn't want to be with them or some of the other quarterbacks that may be in free agency, I would expect the Saints have got to do some type of due diligence to have to, to to be able to work because look most of the question marks lie on the offensive side of the ball. It just was not good last year. There were some bright spots. You know, Michael Thomas likely is not going to be back in a Saints uniform. There's considerations there. You have to have a wide receiver. You still don't have a first round pick, so you're still waiting for a lot of dominoes to fall right now. I'm gonna circle back to the quarterback scenario and and things, John, but. I think it has, it starts with the OC. You said run it back. Like we've had a lot of fun with that since Thursday because it's either laugh <laughs> or cry, right? If you're a Saints fan, but 
a scenario I posted out there maybe has to do with what we see at the Senior Bowl. Two offensive assistants are heading their way over there. And the way the Senior Bowl is working this year is you have to go, but in an elevated position, a committee made up of coaches are actually nominating these guys to go do that. So Ronald Curry is going to be the OC, going from quarterback's coach, passing game coordinator to there. And then you have an offensive assistant in um, Declan Doyle that is going to be a tight ends coach. That position is open. And could I see, I don't know, Ronald Curry being the game day play caller and look at maybe perhaps... You know, Pete Carmichael going back to how he was with Sean and Drew, overseeing the game plan, helping him from that standpoint. But the, as the play clock is ticking guy that calls the plays, be Ronald Curry. Could I, am I making too much of that? No, I don't think you're making too much of it. But, you know, look, here's what I say. RC is extremely smart and intelligent. I mean, look, the way he got some of these quarterbacks prepared, especially during COVID and all these different things, look, I understand the product wasn't that great, but look, every person you talk about, whether it's uh, a receiver or a tight end or somebody on the offensive line or a quarterback, there's nothing but praise there for Ronald Curry. And, I mean, the guy is extremely intelligent. He's smart. He's played wide receiver. He's played uh, a quarterback, obviously, in this league. He knows what the standard is. And, look, I think that's something they've got to look at is, is maybe that is some of the agreement that, but Pete's best work was to, to do the planning, right, and and such. And maybe it's it's a little bit of a shift during, you know, the season. But, look, I mean, the thing is, and the reality is, if you're, if you're Dennis Allen and you're bringing back Pete Carmichael, you're not making a change at offensive coordinator when there's at least 10, 12 teams probably looking for one, you're kind of staking your job on what this offense is going to look like. Because he can get the things working defensively, but – if you can't get it going offensively, and if you're sitting here thinking that, man, we just got to score 20 points and right. to, to be able to win, I mean, it's also you got to score 20 points. And we've seen offenses that have just been so putrid over the last couple of seasons. And look, they need some type of shot in the arm. They don't need to be a predictable type of offense. I mean, you're talking about not using Alvin Kamara correctly on third downs. You're not right. using him in the red zone. There's key situations in the game, and Alvin Kamara is nowhere to be found on the field. I mean, it's just inexcusable on how you manage that. Which is why I'm thinking maybe you go in that direction. The reason I went there to circle now back to the quarterback situation is what possible available quarterback of, say, Carr, Jimmy G, maybe best fit with what Ronald Curry may want to do because he's he, he kind of is maybe that in analytics and you know understanding certain things of that nature because I do think somebody like that maybe while not that much experience I, I could see a quarterback hey kind of lean towards him and stuff it's gonna be a, a tough sell though isn't it I, I think so especially because Michael Thomas's future is pretty much in doubt so you're saying Okay, you've got Chris Olave, who had a good rookie season. I mean, it was it could have been great. Um, Rashid Shahid's a building block, but then beyond that, you got a lot of question marks in the wide receiver front. And Jawan Johnson, restricted free agent, you have to do some work there to potentially bring him back. Um, but you know, if you're a quarterback that's available, like I said, if it's a if it's a Tom Brady, how do you sell New Orleans to him? Right. You got a good defense, but you know, and you look at the offensive weaponry and. Just kind of some things, yeah, you got a pretty decent and good offensive line, but your run game could be okay, but at the same time it may not be because Alvin Kamara could face a suspension. So, right. look, I think Derek Carr is obviously uh, is, is probably the leading person at this point. 
if you bring back Andy, I think that's the route that, that may happen. And then you draft the quarterback and you're hoping that he can learn and develop under, you know, a guy like Ronald Curry and, and maybe some of the offensive things here. But look, I, I don't know with the Jimmy G situation with the injuries and such. I don't know if that's the best option. Derek Carr is going to want to go somewhere where he can establish himself, yep. feel wanted, all these types of things. I know New Orleans would probably embrace them. I think it gives them a good shot, especially. And, and the thing is with this division, you're not too many pieces off from running this division because Tampa's right. a mess. Tampa's going to be a mess. Atlanta still doesn't. I don't think they're ready to take the leap. In Carolina, there's no telling what's going to happen, and you got all this Sean Payton noise out there. I mean, it's not going to take much for this division to be to get somebody who to win it. But same time, um, you know, if I'm a quarterback, I don't know if I have too many options circled. As if New Orleans is on there, I don't know if I'm I'm including them in the running right now. I know they got a good defense, a strong one, some pieces there, but I think there's got to be a lot more. Agree. And I would probably say I'd put them in terms of talent-wise, youth, and playmaking behind the Jets, right? And even with Tampa, you've got some really good pieces there. Just need a quarterback, a better offensive coordinator perhaps, or whatever. So I, so I look, I said two weeks ago, John, I'm all about, you know what, Andy, come on back to your deal, team option for the second. You and Taysom will be uh competing for Taysom's already signed. I'm seeing what Philly can do. You build the offense for that. Worst case scenario, John, is they win three to five games. They pick in the top five next year. The caveat to that, though, is you have a guy coaching for his job in Dennis Allen. So I don't know if he's going to be willing to say, well, maybe we just pick, you know, in the top five and get our quarterback next year. I don't know if that's where it goes, which is why I think this team's going to try to go get a car or something like that. I just think it's going to be a tough sell. Yeah, look, and that's the thing is, and look, I, I don't want to jump too far into it, but, you know, it, 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 there's a product on the field to be had if you still want to make money. And if you're going to roll it back with Andy, super likable guy, very intelligent, <laughs> all these types of things, but at some point, your ticket sales, Oh, yeah. And all these other things are going to affect, get affected. The bottom line will be affected. And just one of those that you're in a crucial state as a franchise right now. And they said, we don't want to blow this up. There's no plans of blowing this up. But right now, there are some pieces that won't be here next year, obviously. Some big turning points. I sure. can see them being, you know, in free agency, there can't be huge players. But I think they can be smart. And there is a smart approach to this, I feel like. You don't have to go for the... The super splash, but you are going to have to monitor this in the Alvin Kamara situation. You're going to have to get better usage from him. You're going to have to find upgraded talent. You're going to have to get a power back. You're going to have mm-hmm. to get another couple of wide receivers in the game. I mean, there's just so many things that you can go down at. And I, I think more of it is on the offensive side, but none of that talent's going to matter if you can't have good coaching and be able to make those moves. I mean, look what happened in Buffalo. You know, that was a, a great example. Or Dallas. Everybody's talking about their weapons and the way they, they run offensively. And when it came down to it, game plan, coaching, all that stuff matters. And yeah, it does. I don't, I don't think the Saints have that right now <laughs> until they're proven otherwise. I agree with you, John. So we wrap up with the variable of variables, and that is Sean Payton. So we know he's interviewed with Denver. They scheduled a second meeting. That's That's been pushed back for Jeff Duncan. It's been put on pause. Um. He met with the Texans. He met yesterday with the Panthers, and he will meet Thursday with the Cardinals. Diana Racine, uh quote text the Duncan news this morning, saying, "Hey, there could be a team waiting in the wings." How much of this you think is his people trying to, 
maybe drum up a little little nervousness with the teams that he really wants. Do you think there's a team waiting in the wings? Who do you think that could be? I mean, I think a lot of people are thinking with that Dallas's collapse, that could be a real possibility. There could be some of these other teams that are looking that have been working in the shadows that could, but I still have to believe that Houston, Arizona, Denver are the guys that, that probably are leading this charge right now. And um, Carolina, the team, you know, again, I'm trading in the division. I don't think they're off limits. And uh, in some aspects, that might be a little bit uh, interesting, if you will. But, look, I think that, you know, the, the Peyton USO tour, whatever you want to call it, that's going to keep happening. I think there's going to be some teams that says, okay, either we're going to pull the trigger here or not. I think Sean obviously can – Come back to coaching again. He's, you know, you read the tea leaves. I think there's a thing that he misses about coaching and wants to, but he's got to go and where it's the right situation. That's step one and where he gets to want to go. And then they got to work out the compensation. And, you know, the clearly teams are on board, which is great and all, but look, you got to, this is just something that is really could change the phrase facing it and, and lucky in this franchise. And, you know, knowing what will happen, they'll use all this stuff and get a defensive lineman or offensive lineman in the first round and upset everybody. I really like that phrase, working in the shadows. Love that. <laughs> it's good stuff. John Hendricks, as always, man, appreciate the time. Saints lead writer, reporter, Saints News, Fan Nation, SI.com. There's a bunch of other stuff, including Boot Crew Media as well. Thank you so much, John, for the time today, bud. No problem. Have a good one, man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. 800-998-1003 is the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Love to get your read on this. Giving you my three ways to take on it. You heard what John had to say. We'll speak with Jeff Duncan coming up at 2.05 as well. Get his reaction on it. But I'd love to hear it from you. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. The new year is here. Time for a change. Start a recession-resistant new career in the high-demand IT field with My Computer Career. In just months, already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus. And financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSync. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. I had to leave my parents. I had to move schools. I don't know anyone here. Everything keeps changing. Why is this happening to me? I'm sure glad you're here. Advocate for an abused or neglected child in your community. There's a child in foster care waiting for a CASA volunteer like you. Find a program near you at louisianacasa.org. Sponsored by Louisiana CASA. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. If I happen to be in an area where there was any type of bear mm-hmm. at all, and you were with me, Max, mm-hmm. and, and something was going on, yeah. I would try to help. I think if I had like a bat or something, yeah, you, yeah, try, you, you try, try what you can. Something that could spook them. But that's why I don't do stuff like that. Why right. don't you, I'm not even putting myself in an area 
Where does this bear? GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Bill O'Brien, and he went, uh, uh, I'm sorry, offensive coordinator with the Patriots. Uh, Mike Reese, there, Catherine Terrell, ESPN reporter for the Patriots. Mac and Bill O'Brien actually have a connection. When Bill O'Brien took that Alabama offensive coordinator job a couple years ago, Mac was just finishing up after winning a national title, and they actually, Mac actually helped Bill O'Brien a little bit get acclimated to the Alabama offense. Um, so there's start with that connection, and I think what's so important about this for Mac is they're, they're going to, I don't want to say they're necessarily going to go back to what they did under Josh McDaniels, but there's going to be a lot there's going to be a lot of similarity. So it's not like he's going from the Josh McDaniel system to something completely different this past year to something completely different this year. And I think that carryover is going to be critical uh, for Max growth. I think for him, this is probably the best possible outcome he could have hoped for. Hmm. Interesting. So we're throwing it out there, our question of the day, right? Is there a team waiting in the wings, like Diana Rossini says? Who do you think it could be? On Fitz and Harry, that is the show before mine, Harry Douglas. Guess what he had to say? I've been buying Sean Payton to the Chargers since last year, uh, watching Brandon Staley. And when I look at a guy like Sean Payton, and I was able to play against him for eight of my ten years in the National Football League, and the things that he's been able to do on offense from, you know, multiple personnel groupings to shifts and motions to being balanced on offense, all of those things are what Justin Herbert needs at the quarterback position. All of those things is, is what the Los Angeles Chargers offense need from their coach, from their play caller. I mean, I don't disagree. But by, by the way, the three things he said that he does so well, <laughs> a lot this year. And I'm not saying that's for me. People that have covered this team, Catherine Terrell saying the same thing, lack of motion, lack of personnel groupings, or, or, or questionable personnel groupings. We've talked about that, right? The old third and one. Biggest moment of the game. Yeah, let's go with Marquez Callaway and a fullback. Again, no disrespect to either player. That's maybe a part of the game I want my jersey sellers to determine. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I mean by that. Um, you heard me ask John Hendricks this too, because last year, I think again, in the year before that, different situation, right, with Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Saints should go all in. Should they do all that? I, I think different situation this year. You know how I feel about this. I, 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 I even think going after a Derek Carr and Jimmy G and paying over a hundred mil, I, we, 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 meaning the Saints organization and myself have a different viewpoint as to where I think this organization is. They feel that maybe they are a quarterback away from contending. I, and I'm just saying, oh, you might contend for the division. You can either try to fool me and say, hey, if everyone is healthy, we get the, the type of year the Eagles got on the injury report where they went games this year where they didn't have a player on it. All right. For the NFC, 
You ain't beating the AFC top quarterbacks and teams, not with what you are. You don't even know who your quarterback is. But Derek Carr can do me. Again, they got rid of him. My only thing with these quarterbacks that are going to be available, that will will be paid over a hundred million and go to these other teams, they literally are being let go by their current teams. You have to ask why. Why is a top executive available? Why is a very attractive person dumped? Why? There's got to be a reason why. I mean, I just, that's how I always looked at it. I got told that early in this career. If a all-star player, a Pro Bowl player is released, why? You don't find those. So hard to get. It was so hard to grow. Saints have tried at defensive end. Two first-round picks. Hasn't worked out. A lot of chance. A lot of luck involved. Right? So, why? Why is McDaniels... I mean, really? Does he think Brady's going to help him that much? And you saw what happened when they used the other guy. The offense moved up and down the field when they sent Carr home. Jimmy G, again, San Francisco, traded up assets, picks for Trey Lance. Because they didn't want Jimmy G. They only went to him because Trey Lance got hurt. Trey Lance was the starter this year. But you see how important coaching is? Look what Brock Purdy is doing. See the importance in coaching there? Innovative game planning, understanding your personnel, using it to its best of its ability. I don't know, man. Jack, I see you on the on deck circle, sir. We'll start with John. Thank you for calling the sports hangover. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Doing well, man. Yeah, been a minute since I talked to you. But uh I don't know. I think when you look at uh I know I, I, I heard you do the uh in uh, the little uh play the little tape. Uh, I heard that too. That uh, the Chargers were the team that everybody was talking about was waiting in the wings mm-hmm. if they can get some things done. But that don't surprise me because he's he's been uh, everybody's been talking about him and the Chargers. Yeah. And uh, the quarterback the Chargers have and everything. But like I was trying to tell a friend of mine, everybody don't have that kind of quarterback. <laughs> everybody <laughs> don't have right. it. I mean. And 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 that that would be good. And then uh, somebody say his uh, his new wife is supposed to be from from California too, huh? Yeah, like, like I said, man, happy happy wife, happy life, dude. Uh, and that that, that is go. important to where these cities are. And um, the proverbial is she's signing off, you know, on certain these oh, places. Yep. Look, and I will look at it like this: uh, all of the teams that are interviewing them and stuff. I mean, there, there's things to do, right? And and look, and I get it because. There's a give and take in this, right? If she knows, I mean, my, my man on the Tom Brady podcast three weeks ago bragged and said what he misses the most didn't game day, didn't practice, it didn't training. What he misses the most, John, he said the one twenty four one forty a.m. moment in a meeting where you come up with the play from two years ago against your opponent. My man is excited. That it's one forty yeah. in the morning and he is in the building. Like that so guess what the wife is without? 
him there for most go. of the days yeah. until one forty in the but morning. Anyway, another thing. One more thing. Uh, I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me uh, if if either uh, Andy Dalton was a good quarterback again next year, or uh, David Carr was here. I think David Carr is mm-hmm. an upgrade from Andy Dalton. And, John, uh, I I agree with you. Look, I I it's not, and I guess it's surprise stated like. It's not that I don't think David Carr is good. I do think he's good. He absolutely is an upgrade. He can throw the ball down the field. I, I, I think I, I, he I think exhibits he's just an upgrade of what we got. Hundred I mean, percent. I mean, he exhibits some leadership. That might be the yeah. That might be the best that's out there. I, I do for you to get. My thing is this. And my thing is this though, John. John. David Carr. But my thing is this. Does he look, look at us as what is as his a, yeah, best option? Well, are the Jets know. a better the team than the Saints? Some things to help him, though. They need some things to help him, like like a tight end that that productive. I mean, I, I know they were talking about it on uh, Fox the other day. That the tight ends have improved, but that the other position you do need some more production out of, mm-hmm. and uh, that could help Andy Dalton or David Carr if you have a, a better tight end. And everybody's talking about Brock Purley. Brock Purley's got the best tight end in the NFL. He does. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the NFC <laughs> on his team. So that's a that, – and he's got the number one defense in the league, period. Yes. That's very Debo, good. Debo oh, Samuel helps. Christian McCaffrey helps. 100%. Thank you. He's got but, way more – I mean, uh, I was, I, our top players, most of them didn't even play this year. Well, I mean, uh, especially at wide receiver. Now, if they can, they go, they gonna have to get a veteran wide receiver to come here because they're gonna have to go with those youngsters, Debo and the other guy, number eighty nine. Those are gonna have to be people they're gonna have to go with. So they're gonna need a veteran wide receiver to work with those youngsters, be out there with the, you know, help those youngsters. Because I, I, I have a, I, I have a very, very bad feeling that Michael Thomas won't be here next year. I, yeah. I don't even think. And it wouldn't surprise me because he hasn't been here the last three years. Yeah, I mean, look, the way I feel about that, John, is simple. I, I, I wish it all would work out because when he's healthy, he's incredible. I mean, whether you like it or yeah, not, whether you think he is, is or not. When he wins. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I and we see it with the Pelicans what happens when your top players are out. Yeah, you can hang in there for a little while. Bingo. But it's starting to it's start it's starting to really get to them that Ingram and uh, Zion are hurt, and just like with the Saints, you can go a little while, but with Michael Thomas, uh, Lattimore, Ramchek, uh, Pete, all these Pro Bowl type ball yeah. players out, it catches up with you. No, I'm with you, and that's why again I I keep thinking it's not that I don't think Carr is an upgrade. It's the problem the Saints have is a selling point. What are you selling to a guy that can choose, right? Like, you're not just trading for the guy as a no-trade clause. And as much as I never thought I'd say it, we can get in the argument, not you and I, just in general. I think the Jets are a better football team right now moving forward than the Saints are right now. They're younger. they got a ton of talent on that defense, the lines, all Uh, of that. Like, I mean, everyone this year says, yeah, everyone this year says they're a quarterback away from contending. Right, but even That's so, not, that wouldn't be no argument. And here's the other thing: if I I'm David Carr, uh, right now, better too. It's just okay. right now, but I think uh, it wouldn't take the Saints long to get back if they, like, like I say, we have not just players that didn't couldn't play. A lot of our Pro Bowl caliber players, I, I Pro Bowl players, and along play. those lines, that's a big difference, John. Along those lines, if I'm Carr, uh, 
Could I not win at Tampa? Yeah, they had, well, they had they had three offensive linemen that didn't play this year, including they were all pro center. You they, yep. I'm just saying you they, right. they got a young defense. I mean, they got a good defense. I mean, I just you know again, depending on that OC, you know, that's a team that has talent. I t- I tell you what, if Sean goes to Carolina, you don't think Sean may want to call Derek Carr? I, I'm just because remember he said it on Fox. That the quarterback situation was not set when he came to New Orleans and that it's not a deal breaker. So that's the problem. I just named you three teams that if I'm Derek Carr, I would probably go to before the Saints. Well, and you're right. You're 100% right. Thank you, John. Appreciate the phone call, man. Good stuff, though, man. Appreciate it. Good hearing from you. Jack, we'll come to you next on ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-511-3535. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider, 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Operating in the shadows, waiting in the wings, Jack. Hypothetically, what NFL team you think could be doing those things for Sean Payton? Hello, Jack. Jack going once. Hello, Jack. Jack, you with us, bud? Hello. Hey, bud. Hey, Gus. I, I don't know where he might end up. Um, I think it's either going to be uh, Denver, 
maybe Carolina or back to Fox. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Um, but, but guys, I, I, I eventually want to get to the part where I think the Saints roster stacks up in the in the NFC. But look, about Sean Payton, you know, him saying that he doesn't need a quarterback to uh, that's not a it wasn't a deal breaker when he first came to New Orleans. I believe that because he he was a young he was a young coach trying to make a name for himself, so he was going to take a job. Okay, he, you know he he probably thought he could do it, but I think he's kind of proven that uh, he hasn't been able to to find or develop another quarterback. You know, or else he'd still be here. <laughs> Let me ask you because um, I agree with you to an extent. I, I do because I've said that before, right? And I feel that yeah. way. I, I'm playing devil's advocate here. If I know I have a Hall of Fame quarterback, how important is it for me to develop? And the only reason I say this is because I, I don't know. Because I, you're right, right? I mean, like, I mean, whatever guys they drafted or brought in, I mean, it was a chasm. Now, am I worried about the possible development of a quarterback if I know I have that guy? Because I kind of look at, like, New England. Right now, they did have one or two guys during Brady's tenure there that they actually traded away, used for assets. Jimmy G being one, you've had a couple other ones with Mitchell and other guys, right? Where you used guys behind Brady to get picks and things of that nature. Saints never developed anybody near that. But I'm trying to think of teams that have had Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean. The 49ers are the ones that pop in my head where I guess you can technically say developed one in Steve Young, but I'm trying to think of any that really legitimately developed the quarterback. And I don't know if it's that they, those coaches couldn't. I wonder if it's just, is there really a need? You have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You understand what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I mean, can, can both be this? Can both be true? Can both be true? Well, well, maybe so, but Gus, he, he can't, he, he didn't even develop viable backups. He no, drafted a couple of guys. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, Brock Purdy, he never, he never even had a situation like that. I mean, where, where they, you know, they seemingly almost don't miss a beat by having him in, him in, in the game. Um, and look, Belichick hasn't developed the next Tom Brady, but there's five or six ex New England quarterbacks that are all over the leagues as backups. Mm-hmm. And, and Sean Payton couldn't do that. And, Gus, I want to ask you a question because somebody was talking about it yesterday. I, I, and I want you to correct me. I do if I'm wrong. I want to make sure I understand this, the Sean Payton situation. Okay. Now, Sean is not a, a – a, he, technically, he's not an employee of the Saints because they're not paying him, right? Is that correct? The, correct. They own his rights for his contract. But, yes, he's not receiving a check that I know of because he's not working. He retired, so they can't. They can't really tell him what to do. And also, to me, he would almost have to be involved in the compensation because if he doesn't like the situation, he doesn't have to take the job. Right? Am I wrong about that? Right. No. He. It's his choice to take the job or not. Right. 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 And what? And in 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 the next two years, if the Saints can't get some compensation for him, what is he worth to the Saints? Good point. So, you know, he's not like a player. They can't tell him he's got to go somewhere. So you would agree all of that's right. Oh, yeah. No, they can't tell him. I I mean, they can't, you know. And and by the way, it's interesting. Boot Crew Media just posted a photo. Sean Payton spotted at Drago's. 
There's a photo with him. <laughs> and, uh, there's Arnie, his longtime agent. There he is. So he's what looks like he's having a meeting. He's with his brain trust there. That's very interesting. So that looks like the Hilton Riverside. Right. Would wow. be my guess, right? I mean, if he's at Drago's there. Yeah, like, that kind of looks like the Hilton Riverside. But, yeah, he's there with at least one or two members of his management team that I recognize there. So I have a, I have a theory. He's okay. come to a deal with, with Denver, and he's he's flown in to talk to Mickey about the compensation. What do you think? You know, it. I again, that's a theory that I – that you wonder if that's a a face to face conversation. Uh, and look, he admitted on Colin Coward last Monday that he's spoken to Mickey. You know, and I mean, obviously, he still has a place here, so it would make sense um, if that's the case. But yeah, I, I, he's at a table with three other people um, in there. So let the speculation begin. <laughs> I, he's not in L.A. He's not in L.A., baby. I, I think that's I think that's the Hilton Riverside Dragos. That would be my guess. And Gus, Gus, the last thing, if you're looking at the Saints roster compared to just the NFC rosters, wouldn't you much rather be, say, the Detroit Lions than the Saints? That roster is full of young talent. They have two more picks in the top 15. The kid that they drafted last year from Alabama was probably the best receiver in the draft, but he was hurt. They'll get him next year. I'd rather be Green Bay. Because, look, they drafted two young defensive players last year. They also got those two young receivers. Um, you, you still got you still got Aaron, you know, even though he's a pain in the butt. You know, he, he's still a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Their defense is pretty good. Uh, the Eagles, you know, I, I mean, that, there's quite a few teams that I'd rather be than the Saints. Because, you know what, the Saints' defense is good right now, but those pieces are getting old, you know. So, Jack, you know, and that's that's I, what I was trying to say. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the players you got now. I'm just I'm, I'm being realistic. You know, it's kind of one of those things where I got a nice place, or do you know? Do I just kind of go to the studs here, or am I a realist? Right? I'm in a house currently that's uh, been built in the 50s. I probably need electrical and plumbing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just like what what do I really need? And I, I for Mickey to say. You know, we're not ready to blow it up. I get that. I, I think that's the right thing to say. And I'm not saying you blow it up and sell off everything to an extent because I don't know if you completely need to do that. I, I just, I just am curious if this team is looking at it and going, we're, uh, um, you know, a quarterback away or, you know, if the injury bug doesn't hit. I just, when, I think when you start living in assumptions or ifs, I, I don't know if that's a true evaluation of it, right? I need like a, a stat or a fact or something like that. Like you you just brought up. That's a team that I've seen progress in two years. That's a team that I see plays you hard. Even last right. year when it didn't win any games, the, the one truth that people would say is that Lions team you'd leave bruised, right? You saw them take that next step to winning more than losing. They got a taste of almost getting there. You're seeing that. I look at the Jets as a team that with Salah, they're more respectable, right? I mean, if they don't have a complete buffoon at quarterback, I mean, I, I, I think they win games. I mean, Mike White came in and helped them, right? So, to your point, they're younger. I mean, and look, in all of these teams you're mentioning, they've been picking in the top five for several years. So, yeah, right. you know, it's the reason Deshaun Watson chose Cleveland for several years, they were picking in the top part of the draft. So, 
and, and that's why I'm looking at with Carolina that that's a team that has essentially, you know, their Marshawn Lattimore could be J.C. Horn, their Cam Jordan can be Burns, you know, you know the All Pro. You know, defensive end there. They got a good line. You have a billionaire owner, a brand new facility there. I, I'm Sean. I get there, give the Saints their ninth pick. We're gonna go call and trade for Derek Carr. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like I, I, I could see there's just there's just more options than than I would honestly pick the Saints right now because there, there's so much it, uncertainty. Gus, I, I'm gonna get out, but really, I think what we're saying is if if you don't have an honest evaluation of where you are. Then you don't, you can't make a good decision because, because like you were kind of saying before, yeah, you could take, you could take, you could take some super glue and somehow piece together something that might win this division next year. Mm -hmm. But eventually, you're going to have a team with a lot of holes in it, no draft choices, and even in a bigger cap problem. And I just don't think they're being honest with themselves. That's all. Yeah, no doubt. All right, my man. Thank you for the phone call. Thank you. Bye bye. Appreciate it so much. Hour two is gone into the books we come back jeff duncan uh will join us he tweeted earlier today he thinks the longer this goes the less likely sean payne actually takes a job goes back to fox and then diana rossini quote tweeted him there is a team waiting in the wings getting their ducks in a row who do you think that is we'll get his interpretation of it too when we come back sport hangover on espn in new orleans <laughs> A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is 